the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Let's pray together. Abba Father, we love you. We praise you and we honor you. And we are looking forward to what you're going to do this day as we trust in you. And Father, we thank you, O Lord, that we can come to you each and every morning and enjoy your presence. So, Lord, I pray that the time we spend today, especially in this program, will strengthen people's walks with you. I pray that they will be encouraged and they will sense a new ability to get close to you. So we thank you, we praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Today we'll be talking again about quiet time prayer. And I believe that this is going to be a great time that will help you jumpstart your prayer life if you don't have one, or improve it if you do have one, and make you stronger in the Lord, more confident before the Lord. So we're going to begin in a moment, but I just would like to remind you that we'd love for you to help us financially support this program. So for any size gift, we'd like to send you my prayer, uh, Quiet Time Prayer Booklet, uh, to help you. So this, just ask for the Quiet Time Prayer Booklet. We're going to use this booklet today on our program. And call our office at 813-831-5673. Speak to Karen, and we'll take care of it. Well, you know, we've ended Shavuot two weeks ago, and which is the Feast of Weeks. And now we have the long, hot summer, spiritually speaking. And before our next appointed time, which is in September... 
we have to figure out how to strengthen our walk with the Lord. You know, uh, the... The, the people of Israel, they came out of Egypt, and, and they said they'll do everything that God said. And it, within weeks or months, it was that long, hot summer, and they, they just uh, lost their faith and, and lost their desire to focus on the Lord. And God would have them walk around the, the desert for 40 years. Let's not be like them. Let's learn from them. Don't, don't allow yourself to get in that desert. Develop a habit that will keep you strong with the Lord. It does require discipline and self-control, but I believe God's worth it. You know, the quiet time has many purposes, but really, I believe to be right with God and to be intimate with God are two of the main ones. To give yourself a foundation so that today's culture won't sway you is the third one. To give us a daily call of discipleship so that we can make wise decisions would be number four. The fifth idea would be to give us motivation to love our neighbor as ourselves, because we need help with that every day. And six, to begin our day with the Lord. So, as I mentioned last week, our quiet time prayer, uh, I think it consists of eight different aspects. Um, you can do some of them some days and some other days, or you can do all of them in one day. Um, look, God's just going to have to lead you in that. But uh, I believe the first thing is we are to praise God. And uh, secondly, we're to confess our sins and also our corporate sins, uh, the sins of others, but starting with our sins. Thirdly, we need to forgive ourselves and we need to forgive others. Fourth, we need to listen. Make sure we're hearing God's voice speaking in us. We need to, number five, proclaim God's word. Number six, we need to intercede for others, pray for others. Number seven, pray for ourselves and our own requests. And number eight, thank the Lord. So, last week we did praise and confess which were the first two. So this week we're going to start with forgive. If you did not hear us uh, last week, you can pick that, uh, that message up. If you go to our website, heartofmessiah.org, and certainly you'll be able to uh, hear that message from last week. So today we talk about forgiveness, and for me, Probably the scripture that motivates me the most is Matthew six twelve through 15. Let me read it to you. Listen closely. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your father forgive your transgressions. I think that's pretty motivating. I want to be forgiven. Now, I don't think that's really the right motivation to forgive, the fact that you want to be forgiven. But um, 
That'll do in a pinch. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's better to do the right thing and, and even have the wrong motivation. Uh, because after we do it enough, I believe God will fill our hearts and give us the right motivation. But it's very clear here that God is so... Um, he's speaking so strongly to us about forgiving. He says, if we don't, he won't forgive us. Now, there are plenty of other scriptures about this. Proverbs 19.11 has always been one of my favorite. Prudence makes one slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook an offense. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with forgiveness? Well, overlooking, overlooking an offense, I believe, is the spirit of constant forgiveness. When somebody does something to you, um, it is easier to forgive them right at the second they do it. So overlook the offense, because otherwise you start thinking about it and thinking about it, and it festers and it grows larger, and it becomes much more difficult to forgive. We need to understand the heart of people are not to offend us for the most part. And the, and, and those who do, you know, they're struggling with things, otherwise they wouldn't feel that way. We have to be strong in the Lord and just overlook the offense. And it says it's to our glory when we do this. Proverbs twenty-five twenty-one, a different way of looking at it, but it says this, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. And I believe this has to do with forgiveness as well. Even though it doesn't say forgiveness, if you have somebody that you see as an enemy, for, part of forgiveness is to act with grace towards them. It's not enough to just say, I forgive you, but you have to have it in your heart. One of the things that leads our heart is to do something good for people. So if we feed them, if we give them a drink, we are acting on the fact that there is forgiveness, and they don't feel awkward around us. I believe that when we forgive, the people who we have forgiven will not feel awkward around us. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 30 to 32. It says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and quarreling and slander, along with all malice. You see, if you keep those things, the bitterness, the rage, the anger, if you keep those things, you, in a sense, it says you're grieving the Holy Spirit. But then it says this, instead, so here's the positive, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. There it is again, forgiving each other. And forgiving each other means that we get rid of the rage, the anger, the quarreling, and the slander. We are kind to one another. We're compassionate. That's what forgiveness is. And you can be involved in forgiveness. Let's look at one more scripture here. Luke 17, 3 and 4. Keep uh, yourselves alert. If your brother's sin, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. 
even if he sins against you seven times a day and seven times returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now, the first thing is somebody will ask me, how many times do I have to forgive this person? Do you realize how many times they've done this to me? Well, I would just give them this scripture, and I really believe that God is saying as many times as it takes, we are to forgive. You see, when we have unforgiveness, it doesn't hurt the person who we're, we haven't forgiven. It hurts us. It, it, it messes with our spiritual growth, our emotional growth. God knows that. So he says, look. Take advantage of the opportunity to forgive people. It will make you happier. It will make you grow stronger. It will bring you closer to me, closer to the Lord. This is a very key principle. Now, other things, sometimes people use this scripture to say, well, they didn't really repent. You know, they, they and and I believe we're supposed to forgive them anyway. This is very difficult. Sometimes people say, okay, well, what are you repenting for? And if it doesn't sound exactly right, they don't they don't accept it. And again, uh, this is certainly a, a one part of forgiveness that somebody repents, but it will bless you if you forgive them regardless. If you hold something over, uh, you know, I know people who haven't spoken to their parents or haven't spoken to a brother or sister or a child. This is not God. It's just not God. You need to forgive. And then you know the scripture that says, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with everybody. So look, you can't change other people's hearts. If they won't forgive you, that's their problem. They're going to live with bitterness. But you must forgive them and you must do everything in your power to let them know that they are forgiven either by word, by deed, or whatever. And then if they still don't want to talk to you, if they still hold something against you, then you've done your best before the Lord and you, your slate is clean. And that's really what we want. We want, in a quiet time, we want a clean slate with God. Forgiveness of other people bring a clean slate of God. Now, there's another type of forgiveness that is extremely important, and that is forgiving yourself. Look, you and I blow it sometimes, and who knows it better than ourselves? We see what we did, and sometimes we're just horrified. We're horrified that we said something. We're horrified that we did something. We're horrified that we didn't do something. You know, God wants us to forgive ourselves. It's relatively easy to say to yourself, I am so sorry. And, and Lord, I am sorry. And wipe my slate clean. Because without, if you carry... Uh, this thing against yourself, uh, you will not be uh, 
able to have that strong relationship with God. You will carry guilt with you. And, and guilt is bondage. And that's why we left Egypt, right? To, to not be slaves anymore to the bondage of sin and guilt, but to be free because who the Lord made free is free indeed. Correct? Okay. So let's practice forgiveness. The next thing that I'd like to talk about this morning is to listen for God's voice. You know, there are so many people who say, I've heard God say, and and so on. And some of you have allowed the fact that people misuse the listening to God principle And so you say, well, if that's the way it is, I don't want it. I I don't need to listen to God. I'm just going to do my thing. I'll pray. And, and, you know, how do I know if it's God's voice? Well, listen. (laughs) No no pun intended. Listen. (laughs) First Kings 19, 11 through 13. And this is about Elijah. Then he said, come out, and, and, and this is God speaking, come out and stand on the mount before Adonai, meaning the Lord. Behold, Adonai was passing by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains and shattering cliffs before Adonai. But Adonai was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but Adonai was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake was a fire, but Adonai was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a soft whisper of a voice. As soon as Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out, and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then all of a sudden, a voice addressed him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Look, God speaks in many ways to us. And we have to understand that we have to be quiet for some time so that he can speak not only into our heart, into our spirit, and into our mind. And it's very, very important to hear God's voice. Look, in Mark four eighteen twenty. This doesn't talk about listening, but it, but it, it, there's, a, there's a principle in the scripture that I think pertains to listening. It says, And others are the ones sown among thorns. They have heard the word, but the worries of the world, the seduction of wealth, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones, those are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and produce fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. Which one are you going to be? You have so many worries, so many concerns, so many desires that they choke God's voice. You don't hear it because you're so busy. You're busy worrying. You're busy whatever. Calm yourself down. Allow yourself to praise the Lord. Confess sin. Forgive sin. And then just listen. God has some special words for you. Well, how do you know it's God? 
Well, uh, it says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Messiah. So one way you know that it's God is if it lines up with God's word. Um, also, you would know it if um, if you get confirmation for, from some people who you believe are spiritual and, and hear from God. Uh, thirdly, you want to pray. You want to pray about it. Fourth, you want to give it some time. Make sure that God has really sowed this into your heart. And and it says in Hebrews 4, 7, you know, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. So sometimes we don't hear because we harden our hearts. Listening to God's voice is crucial for getting close to him. It's crucial for making decisions. Decisions on who to date, who to marry, how to discipline your kids, you know, where to move, what job to have. These are all crucial, crucial things in your life. And you need to hear God's voice. You need to know that God has spoken to you. This is crucial for your walk with God. And I'm not expecting you to say to me, God told me this, or God says this. No, but what I am expecting you to say is, the reason I'm doing this is because it lines up with God's word, and I prayed over it, and God continued to burden my heart with this. And then I got confirmations from other people. They agreed that they, they, they prayed as well. They searched God, and, and they agreed. And I gave it a little time. I didn't jump on this thing. It, 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 it was something that I, I saw the hand of God over some time. It wasn't done out of my need. It was done because I've allowed God to speak into my heart. You also have to understand that sometimes when we think we have heard God's voice, we can be wrong. And I know believers don't like to admit that they are wrong, but it happens sometimes. And it might not be because you didn't get something or you did get something. It just, looking back, you realize that you missed God's best. Okay? Well, I believe we're not only to earnestly desire the gifts, and one of the gifts I believe God gives though it's not mentioned in the first Corinthian group of gifts, is to hear God's voice, to listen to him. And this is something that not only we desire, but we have to exercise it, and we exercise it in faith. So as you are having your quiet time, make sure that you leave some quiet time. <laughs> to hear God's voice because he wants to speak to you today. Don't let the world and your the things around you crowd out his voice. You need to hear him. Well, next week 
we are going to talk about proclaiming Scripture over our lives, which, look, honestly, this is one of the things that's changed my life, just changed it. And I believe I, I got so many gifts and, 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 and power that I didn't have from the Lord because I learned how to pray God's scripture and proclaim his word. I'm excited about going over this next week with you. So please come back uh, next week and we'll continue this. Also, we'll talk about interceding and prayer. Uh, look. We need your financial support to stay on the air. Uh, this is the heart of Messiah. I pray that you will have the heart of Messiah and give, uh, and give liberally because God will bless you. Call Karen at 813-831-5673 and let her know that you would like this prayer booklet and you would like to give a love gift. Well, We'll speak to you next week. Amen. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.